0: Hi everyone, Stagger Lee here. Welcome to another episode of Unscripted Violence. And thanks for listening to me and being here for the new year. And um, I'm going to start on the 3rd with, um, that's Monday, with... uh, Dark Elevation. Oh, but first there's... There's some news. I shouldn't even call it that. Um, it, it was more of a statement that she made on her Twitter. And these guys seem to always stir things up on Twitter. The wrestlers, I mean. Wrestlers always seem to stir some kind of turmoil up. But what it was, uh, was basically saying that there was a like a lack of diversity in AEW and alluding to some things and then I guess Tony Khan got on and you know uh, he uh defended that you know that indeed AEW is very diverse and it is, you know um I I I think but um Anyways, Leo Rush somehow chimed in and uh, th- threw in his two cents, and then I guess what I was from what I w- was reading is, and this is sometime later in the week, probably like Tuesday, but Big Swole took back her uh, her statement or didn't really take it back, but backpedaled and said, who the hell said this was about race, which is what everybody took from it. Um, I I don't like to get political on my podcast, so um, I'm not taking sides in this. Um, I I read what they said and what was going on. If you guys have interest in it, I'm sure a dirt sheet will have it for you uh, about the whole incident. Um, But that... Like I said, you you could call it news. And another, I was listening to another podcast, and I won't say who, but I was kind of disappointed in them discussing this subject for nearly fifteen minutes. It seemed like, and they just would not let it go, and I just wanted to talk about wrestling. I didn't I didn't care how Tony Khan reacted or, you know, things like that. If it was juvenile or not. I mean, it, so I'm not, let's not waste our time talking politics here. I will give you news and rumors and insights as I get them. That, that's no problem. I try to keep up on everything, but sometimes I try to avoid the internet for spoilers. Um, so I won't get on my, even my Facebook or anything because there's bound to be a spoiler on there if I haven't seen the show yet. So um, we're going to start off with a uh, dark elevation on Monday, which was the third. Um, on commentary, we had Paul White, Mark Henry, and Tony Schiavone. Uh, no Eddie Kingston. I was kind of <laughs> I was kind of saddened that he wasn't there, but. Um, the the first match was Riho versus uh, Valentina Rossi. Uh, the typical match with Riho, uh, with her coming out the winner. Um, there's there's a lot of uh, I have a, a opinion on Riho, and a lot of people online seem to agree with me too. Uh, we I I think Riho has a lot of lot of skill. Um, doing what she does and for her size but her size is also what it makes it hard for us to suspend our disbelief as she just doesn't have the body mass to execute some of these moves and it kinda it it's hard to suspend your disbelief in that so uh that's that's my opinion. But Henri Hill and you guys have heard my opinions on the, on the smaller wrestlers. That's my only I guess beef if you're going to call it that with it. Um that's my only problem with it. I'm not detracting from the talent that they have, but maybe a matchup that might make the size difference not so unbelievable. I mean I mean we had Rey Mysterio junior for a champion I never thought I would see that uh, and uh, he he's he's this he was one of the smaller competitors so uh, it, i I try not to take away from the talent of these pe these guys that are um, not the size that I like I like to see them so moving on we have JP Harlow. Versus uh, Andrade Alidolo, uh with Jose, uh, he he does his finisher. They're calling it La Muerta, I think. Uh, if I'm, I hope I'm pronouncing it right. But uh, Andrade does that as a finisher and gets the win. Next we have Megan Bain versus Layla Gray, and uh, Megan Bain's kind of new to me uh they call her the greek goddess in the in the introduction she wears this greek goddess headdress it's the first time i've seen her uh says she's she's big on the indies and uh megan uh she uh hits a a tombstone style pile driver for the win in that one Uh, Next, we have Scorpio Sky uh, with Dan Lambert. um, And he's against Ray Jazz. Um, Ray uh, Jazz, he he actually looked pretty good in this match. I I made a note of that. Um, But it was a TKO by uh, Scorpio Sky for the win on that one. Next, we have Mike Orlando. And Shane Stetson versus the Dark Order's John Silver and Alex Reynolds. They come out with negative one on that, and uh, they get the win. And I'll throw my opinion out there. Uh, I, I like John Silver. He's really talented. He's he's, he's huge, and he's strong. Uh, he's just a, a goofball to me, though. I can't ever take the guy seriously, but he he's he's a damn good wrestler he's great at what he does uh i said that i i merely said that online and totally got heat for it every which way from everybody so uh take that take with that what you want i just don't get the appeal in him but he's 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 over he's definitely over that's for sure um next we have uh Jake Jake Atlas it's his debut i guess versus a Serpentico and uh Jake does this uh, amazing cartwheel he he's on the he's on the top rope cartwheels on the top rope then he turns it into a a almost a swinging DDT for his finisher, and uh, he he got the win on that one over Soppanico. Soppanico is one of my faves too, and once once again he's a smaller guy, but I don't know Soppanico the way they they book him makes him believable. So we have next Angelica Risk versus Sky Blue, and. Uh, there's a, a full Nelson that Sky does. It's like a full Nelson and she turns into a face buster type, type deal on the mat. Uh, it's hard to describe. You might have to watch this match so you see what I'm talking about for her finisher. But uh, Sky Blue uh, won that one. And then we had, it looked like this is our, our main event, was Jay Lethal. Versus Troy Hollywood and a lethal injection by Jay for the win on that one. So that was Dark Elevation. Next, we have on the fourth Tuesday was uh, Dark. The commentators are Taz and Excalibur. Start off with Tony Nice. Versus Allen 5 Angels. I was interested in seeing this match. Um, it was a slow pace to start. Nice uh, has been in control for the most part of the match. As I was taking that note. But Angels made a comeback with uh, his his usual ring work is what I put. Uh, Angels is, is phenomenal. Um, nice does a, a great uh pump handle into a pile driver move that was i i noted as a high point and he did the running knee in the corner so he uh got the win and he was the one over in that one uh next we have dream girl ellie versus anna j and Anna Jay is accompanied by a uh, Ty Conte and negative one. Uh, I, I put down that uh, dream girl. She looked pretty good, but it was the Queen Slayer, the the rear naked choke by uh, Anna J for the win on that one. Uh, next we have Rolando Perez, Austin Green, and Danny Primetime versus the gun club uh Billy Austin Colton gun uh green is uh yeah he was a humongous guy uh he started off that match uh R- Rolando on the team he was really really small like almost Marco stunt size and uh they they made for an in- interesting uh trio's tag team but uh Austin got the pin, and, uh, the gun club win that one. Next, we have Maria Shafir versus Valentina Rossi. Um, as, as Caller points out that, uh, Shafir's MMA and judo, uh, history and background on that, um, she, uh, Shows us a, a lot of different strikes, uh, and what I mean by that, different punch and uh, kick combinations, which uh, look really good. Uh, she does this uh, leg capture triangle choke on on Rossi, and Rossi tapped. Uh, not much. Uh, there's not much personality on uh, Shafir, but uh, she wins that next we have bobby fish versus ryzen um it's kicked to the back of the head by fish for the win on that one no surprise in that match uh i i like Ryzen personally I, i i'd like to see him get up to the main roster i don't know if they think his character's too cheesy or or something uh he he does it well, and his his laughter's great. And how I was introduced to him as I used to watch, I think it it was a YouTube series that the that the Hardy Boys put out. The Hardy Boys put it out, and I can't remember if it was on the Hardy Boys. It was one on one of Jeff and Matt Hardy's uh, YouTubes or something like that, but. uh Ryzen was uh oh yeah he was with Matt Hardy he was he was with Matt Hardy on his compound and he was trying to get broken again and i think uh he had Ryzen help him out something like that in one of those famous Matt Hardy broken Matt Hardy uh moments um we have next we have uh legit Layla Hirsch Chris Statlander and Red Velvet versus Renee Michelle, Sof- Sophia Castillo, and Marina Tucker. And uh, Layla's, during the match, she's showing Statlander. She's not really happy with her. She uh, deliberately uh, uh, would blind tag her really hard to, to get in. Layla... Uh, later on she she blind tagged chris and then she shoved uh statlander and uh, then she put the arm bar on the opponent for the win and after the match you can just tell that there's heat between statlander and hirsch because of statlander's win over hirsch and hirsch is kind of like sour grapes over it and i like both these women they're great um i like them equally honestly as far as the rest well statlander i like a little bit better than hirsch but um there's there's different things about either both of them though that i could point out that are great so next we have blanco loco and Axton ray Versus uh, the acclaimed. That's Max Castor and Anthony Bowens, and I'm one of the people. I love the acclaimed. I do. I like, I like their their gimmick. I like their attitude. I like the raps they come, that uh, Max Castor comes up with week after week. That's got to be hard to do and keep it witty like he does. But uh, every once in a while, they're not as great. But I still enjoy them. Um, it shows that uh, Axton in this in this match uh, did an impressive jump. To oh yeah, he did a, a jump to the top ropes and then the backflip, and it looked really cool. Uh, that he the way he did it, it was like in in the the area of the turnbuckles, and he single single when one single bound just. Leapt up on the onto the top ropes and then did this backflip and it looked really good, but uh it was the mic drop on Loco, and the acclaimed get the win there. Next we have Jamie Hader versus Maddie Rinkowski. It's a brainbuster by uh Jamie, and she gets the win. No surprise there. Next we have. Chandler Hopkins versus Dante Martin. Uh, uh, Dante does his double jump. Uh, Excalibur calls it the nosedive. So that's uh, Dante Martin's finisher, and he gets the win on that one. Next, we have Ho-Ho Loon versus the Spanish God, Sam Guevara. Uh, it's... uh, uh Quick match. I wasn't a real fan of Ho-Ho. Mr. Loon needs a little bit more ring work or something. There's something off about him. But it was a GTH. And then he did a crossroads for the win on that one. Uh, Sammy making a statement for Cody and their uh, rematch for the TNT championship, perhaps? I think so. Next, we have Powerhouse Hobbs versus Colt Cabana. It's a good even matchup, but ultimately, it's the backbreaker by Hobbs for the submission. And Hobbs gets the win on that one. So, sorry guys, I was using my uh, pen here and making sure it wrote well but next we have our main event for dark it is jd drake versus brian pillman jr um jd drake is with caesar Benone, of course he, they are part of the wingmen uh who make uh, frequent dark appearances um pillman uh high fives that one uh fan that has the glasses that's always in the front row of every he used to always be in the front row of nxt every week and he might still i don't watch nxt i watch AEW, but he he looks like the same guy that super fan that i don't know how he affords to go to all these shows but he does it um but anyways JD Drake and Brian Pillman Jr they uh have a pretty even match with each other uh both are wrestling pretty good in it uh there's a springboard clothesline on Drake and uh Brian Pillman Jr got the win on that one and he was looking good on that match and now, last but not least, last night, which was Wednesday the fifth, we have the diamond dynamite TBS debut. Um, on commentary, we have JR, Excalibur, and Tony Schiavone. Uh, we uh, st- they they started off like they were gonna announce the finals for the TBS uh, belt. Next, or that's what JR in the commentary sounded like, but then they went right in with uh, Brian Danielson's entrance, so it's the AEW World Championship match rematch uh, taking place to start with, which is a great start. It's uh, Brian Danielson, the American Dragon, versus Hangman Adam Page, the champ, and I have been waiting to see this rematch. I thought they did it a bit too soon, but you'll see it, it turned out to be a, a a great match. But the judges are Mark Henry, Jerry Lynn, and Paul White. As you recall, the stipulation was that there were judges should they go over 60 minutes. And I I personally, I wanted I wanted to see Danielson win this. <laughs> That's my bias. You know, he was my wrestler the week a uh, couple weeks ago and might be again. You never know. But it starts out with uh, Danielson rolling out of the ring a lot, stalling, uh, just uh, clowning around, uh, setting the pace slower, and he was just doing a, a great work as a heel doing jumping jacks and uh, showing off and, and showing that that he's he, in my opinion he might be the greatest technical wrestler there is right now. Um there's a suicide dive by Page onto onto Danielson. It looks great. Uh pop-up powerbomb by Page which uh Danielson the uh, made a, a great out of the ring attack then, and he's focusing on Paige's right arm and hangman seems to turn it around a little bit and catches catches Danielson actually mid suicide dive and then suplexed Brian onto the outside uh, then on the outside while well, on the outside. Danielson dropped Toehold's Hangman on the steps and then Hangman uh, blades. So the hangman's bleeding and he's bleeding really bad and it looks great. Uh Brian regains control as a result and ha- hangman then add he, he lands a really mean looking DVD. I, it was it was pretty Pretty nasty looking. It looked good, but uh, Paige uh, throws uh, some real badass chops too, and they uh, they end up eventually next in the match. They end up doing a end over end suplex to the outside of the ring. So they they suplex each other. Outside onto the apron, then off the ra- apron, onto the floor, and on the outside, and Danielson uh, throws, then throws Paige into the post, uh, that gets, uh, the match just gets a this is awesome chant, and I was agreeing with that, because it was pretty awesome, it looks like Brian got opened up on the ring post, that, it, that looked good, good as well, because I like to see it when both wrestlers have some color on them. And and Danielson was just bloody his knuckles, his on his on his legs and on his chest. He had blood all over him. It it looked amazing. Um, there was a dead eye by Page onto the floor, which looked awesome. Uh, Page. Uh, mm-hmm. So Paige was setting up for the buckshot Lariat. Uh Brian uh passed out and evade the Lariat it evaded the Lariat. Uh, Danielson uh has uh the, the bell lock onto uh onto Paige. Page tosses tosses him over tosses uh, Brian Brian Danielson uh over the ropes. Then, uh, then gets kicked, then moonsaulted on the outside. So Danielson got kicked, then moonsaulted. Uh, It was just uh, there was a false finish of a running knee by Danielson. That running knee, jumping knee strike he does, uh, which looked great, and there was a a good. Good sequence of them trading headbutts back and forth in, in the match, uh, and uh, then they were trading hits with each other. Uh, then Brian manages to turn it around and do a beautiful, beautiful picture perfect gotch style pile driver on the page which uh, looked great. This match just kicks ass, I put. It's pay-per-view quality. It is. Uh, Brian uh, uh, kicked Paige's head in in his, in his typical style that he does where he grabs the wrists and stomps on their head. Uh, Danielson applies uh, multiple submissions to uh, Page. Uh, around, around the half-hour stage is uh, where Paige finally lands the buckshot lariat to uh, then proceed to pin Brian Danielson. And I was shocked because I can't believe it didn't come to uh, the full hour and the judge's decision, but it was an excellent, excellent match. Um, page is shaping up to make it a great looking champ. Uh, and, uh, I think he has Brian Danielson to help him. Uh, sorry. He has Brian Danielson to think, um, I'm not saying that he, that Danielson carried for him or anything, but I think that Danielson made it look so good. And I, they, they make each other look good. Hell, they're, they're great. But I, I did want uh, Brian to win. I did. Uh, <laughs> but uh, your winner and still champion is Hangman Adam Page on that one. Next we have sort of a, a vignette by the acclaimed, and they uh, cut a promo on Sting and Darby. And they compared Darby to the Nightmare Before Christmas. Which was, he said, your Nightmare Before Christmas looking ass. And I thought it was funny. Um, then they uh, they make a big announcement that they're going to do a viral video next week. So, whatever that is that they're going to be doing, we'll be seeing it next week. We can hear from the acclaimed it, I'm I'm looking forward to it. No doubt, it's it's got some funny things to it. All right, guys, I got to tell you, I watched Dynamite twice. It was so good. <laughs> I did. I watched it last night. I was too tired to do the podcast, so I usually come out with them on Thursdays. Thursdays or Fridays, guys. It just depends on my work schedule. I'm doing this after work, and I'm beat, but I want to persevere in this podcast, and you guys are growing with me, the audience is growing, and I love you guys for it, but anyway, the next match, uh, or, yeah, it was, uh, it was MJF versus Captain Sean Dean, um, first thing, uh, after MJF gets in the ring and the bell rings, CM Punk runs straight into the ring. Uh, MJF runs away. Uh, then, uh, then he's he's going up the ramp. MJF is up the ramp, running away from Punk. Turns around, like, "What are you? What are you doing, Punk?" And, uh, Punk, uh, turns around, and GTS is Sean Dean. And then he points to his ear to, to, uh, so that MJF will listen as it gets announced that Sean Dean wins due to a disqualification on MJF's part. And then Punk gets on the mic and tells MJF this is gonna happen, Until... uh, Until you face me. And he uh, calls uh, MJF a little bitch. And MJF uh, says everything that comes out of CM Punk's mouth is fake. And then there's a shut the fuck up chant by the crowd at that point. Then MJF says that without him Punk's nothing. Because he makes Punk uh, irrelevant. Uh, Tony says, I call bullshit on that. And that was kind of funny. Then, uh, he says, uh, punk isn't the guy that people have been waiting for, that he is. Um, MJF, he, out of brilliance, calls CM Punk PG Punk. Uh, this catches on as a chant with the crowd. The crowd was awesome in, in this, uh, arena, Uh, then that, so that got a chant. Uh, That was pretty much like, ouch to Punk, but, um, he says, uh, unlike Roddy Piper, at least, uh, he headlined a Wrestlemania. And, uh, that's Punk. And then, uh, and then, uh, he proceeds to get heat and says, uh, if he doesn't, if uh, he doesn't uh, get the proper respect, maybe he'll. Uh, this is MJF speaking. Maybe he'll main event WrestleMania, and uh, or maybe he'll headline a mess of WrestleMania 2. Sorry guys, it was just a great promo. Then Punk uh, tells him to get in the ring and tells him in a pretty funny way to go get. A, go ahead and go to WWE so he can get fired and come back to AEW and says, Punk, he'll, he'll said the ass kicking will be waiting for you. And MJF says, uh, okay, well, you want, you want to fight? Well, next week it's going to be CM Punk versus then he says Wardlow and the crowd's disappointed and there's a bullshit chant and Sam Punk basically says to bring it on. Um, Then there's a video package uh, about uh, the Sammy versus Cody match. And then they kind of plug the Go Big show in that too. Uh, Then Jericho's music hits. Out comes Jericho. I love his entrances. I love this entrance. Uh, They... They plug uh, his new book that's coming out. It's called Matches, Smashes, and Hits. And it's... uh, Basically, I'm taking that it's based off of Kiss's album, Smashes, Thrashes, and Hits. So, I, I have no doubt that that's what Jericho meant by that. Because he's a great heavy metal aficionado, as some of you might know. Um... There's some Y2J chants I can hear. Then uh, he talks about how historic it is to be on TBS. And it is. And then there's a TBS chant. And he even mentions that might be the first TBS chant that's ever gone on in wrestling. He says he hasn't been on TBS since 1999 on a WCW Thunder. Losing to Booker T. Uh, He turns his promo... promo's attention to uh, 2.0 attacking him with the chair. Says that last week he wasn't there to help Eddie Kingston. He was there to get revenge on 2.0. 2.0 comes out and interrupts Jericho. Uh, They have a good back and forth on the promo. Uh, Jericho makes fun of Matt Lee's square head. And they... He says. He says. Jeff Parker says he can't call him Squarehead, and then uh, Matt Lee's like, "Yeah, I'm not a, a, a Squarehead." And then Jericho goes on this Squarehead Pinhead rant that I really didn't get, uh, and neither did the crowd. Nobody really got into it. Um, Jeff Parker says, it, "Well, yeah, that he couldn't call him a Squarehead." Then Jericho eventually. Uh, grabs Floyd, the bat, and he challenges them both. Uh, In the meantime, Daniel Garcia runs into the ring, kind of distracts Jericho, and then 2.0 turns it around on him, even though he has the bat. This part didn't really make any sense. But then Santana, Ortiz, and Eddie Kingston, they all ran out, and um, I think that was to promote the 2.0 versus uh, Santana, Ortiz, and Kingston. And I bet Jericho's going to be involved in that as well. So um, the commentary then t- uh, starts talking about J- Jake Atlas, who we just saw on Dark. And really, he's supposed to be a big deal. I wasn't, I wasn't that impressed with him. Then we go to a backstage promo with Bobby Fish, Adam Cole, and Kyle O'Reilly, and uh, Adam Cole's talking about how the boys are back together, then he tells them how with the Young Bucks, uh, they're unstoppable. Then Cole uh, starts uh, talking to Jake Atlas and issues him a challenge, so... If you guys know who Jake Atlas is, that's that's good. Uh, we just barely saw who he was on Dark, and I wasn't that impressed. So maybe he'll impress us. Maybe that was an off match for him. I don't know. We'll have to wait and see. Uh, then next we have Wardlow versus Antonio Zambrano. Uh, Wardlow is with Sean Spears again. Uh, Spears uh, did a C4 on Dizombrano on the outside before the ring bell rang. Then he rolled him into the ring. The bell sounded. And Spears tells Wardlow to cover him. But Wardlow has his own agenda. He proceeds to powerbomb Antonio. Not three times, not four times, but five times. And uh, gets the win on that. Then uh, we get a video package on Statlander and Hirsch and the heat that was that I was talking about earlier. That was uh, they they were showing that highlight off of the dark match that we were talking about. So they were kind of overshadowing that for people who uh, didn't know about it obviously but next we have the tbs championship match it's jade cardgill with smart mark sterling versus ruby soho i was looking forward to this match um they on 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 screen it said that jade was 22 and 0 or somebody said that uh is she really I I didn't even think she had twenty two matches. I don't know, um, Jade. They show that her daughter's present uh, there to watch her mom. Uh, Ruby's jacket was really cool. It had like a God Save the Queen cover, except uh, instead of the Queen's face, it was it was uh, Jade Cargill's face. And it says uh in the same lettering that the Sex Pistols had, God save that bitch, which I thought was awesome. <laughs> I liked it a lot. Um the belt's a really nice looking belt. They show that. Um Jade starts with a with an arm drag. Uh Ruby does a shotgun drop kick to Jade on the outside. Uh Jade I put looked a little clunky to me. Uh I after watching it a second time. Uh Jade is very, very stiff and green and doesn't move well and she botched a lot in this match. It did not look good. Uh it didn't it it wasn't a, a good looking match at all. But Mercedes Martinez uh, ran down to the ringside. And then Thunder Rosa came out and she uh, kicks Mercedes' ass uh, to the back. Um, During this time, Ruby's selling her her left shoulder pretty heavily. Uh, Smart Mark Sterling during the match gets ejected by Aubrey. I fucking love Aubrey. She's a great ref. Um, Ruby uh, no future kicks Cargill, which I guess is the new uh, name for the riot kick, but she no future kicks Cargill to a two count. Uh, There's a back and forth between the two and then uh, it ends up to where they're Going into the ropes, and this just looked like a nightmare. Jade was either I think Ruby was trying to go for a deep arm drag off of the top road on the jade. Jade looked like she was gonna do jaded onto Ruby um at one point she gains control over Ruby and tries doing jaded. From It looked like it was from the top rope, but she ends up doing it from the middle ropes. And you could see that Ruby was helping her the whole way. And anyway, it was supposed to be an avalanche jaded from the middle rope. And Jade gets the win. And man, that was a disappointing match, you guys. It did not look good at all. Uh, I think that they should have went with some somebody else to have an uh, unbeaten streak uh, other than Jade. I'm sorry, I, did, I don't think that they picked the right girl for champion in this uh, go-around. But I'm thinking that Ruby is going to go for Britt Baker uh, sometime along the way. And I would be more than happy to see Ruby as the AEW women's champ. Next, we have a taped interview with Serena Deeb with JR. Uh, He's interviewing her. They're talking about the the whole rivalry between her and Sheeta. Deeb cuts a pretty mean promo, and uh, she demands uh, another match with Sheeta. Next, we have Malachi Black... Versus Brian Pillman Jr. with Julia Hart. And Julia Hart is wearing an eye patch. Um, due to the black mist from Malachi. Black, no doubt. Uh, but Black does this kick-ass entrance. They got it right with Black. They're using him how he should have been used in in WWE. But uh, they are... Definitely giving him that grand entrance that we know he can make and make look real creepy and dark. The The music is amazing to his entrance. So uh, I just can't say enough. They got Malachi Black where he needs to be, definitely. Uh, the match starts pretty even. Goes to the outside and then uh, goes into the outside during the picture-in-picture, but Pillman looked, in the end, uh, botched a springboard, his springboard clothesline that he usually does. He ended up botching that, but then gets up after botching it, and Malachi gave the the big uh, black mask kick to him. That's what I'm going to call it until there's a name for it. And I'm sure Excalibur will think of something, but uh, Malachi Black gets the win on that one. Uh, Black then starts walking to the back. Then he, after his win, he stops and he goes back into the ring where Julia Hart is trying to revive Pillman Jr. And uh, Black approaches them then Ray Phoenix and Pentagon are walking uh to the ring. Then the lights go out. They come back on, and the Lucha Brothers and Pillman are in the ring, and Black is back on the ramp. Made a great creepy effect. It looked good. And just love what they're doing with Black. But uh that was pretty awesome. Next, uh, Tony Schiavone's uh, backstage interviewing R- Ruby Soho after her loss. Uh, Britt Baker interrupts her. She's got a hater and a rebel with her. Um, and uh, she, she says to Ruby that's the second time she couldn't get a win. And then Ruby points out how she hasn't won without help from hater and rebel. Brit then attacks Ruby. Then Riho comes out and jumps in and quote unquote evens things out. Um, but it doesn't seem too even to me. You guys know my opinion on Riho. But yeah, they're hyping that match. And it looks like they are getting ready for Ruby to get her revenge onto Brit. Uh, Next, we have our main event, which is uh, the Lucha Brothers, Penta, and Phoenix. And they are against Jurassic Express, uh, which is Jungle Boy and Luchasaurus. They have Christian Cage with them. Um, It starts off... uh, Oh, and, and sorry, the Lucha Brothers had Alex Marvez with them. Uh, but it starts off pretty even with the Penta doing his whole glove act. And then he uh, chops to to Luchasaurus. And Luchasaurus is no-selling the chops. Um, they, they do these stereo moves and kip-ups that with each other. Where all four of them are basically holding hands, it looked like. They were holding hands... Then Jungle Boy, and Phoenix, who had each other by the wrists or hands, they jumped up on the top rope, did a stereo backflip together, and it it and then they all then they both kip up kip up together. It looked great, but it just looked rehearsed as fuck, and it was too choreographed. Uh, I understand it's it's kind of a lucha. Thing that they were doing, and I get that, but I I, I didn't appreciate it, I guess. But next uh, there's there's the great double teaming by the Lucha Brothers. Uh, Jungle Boy got overtaken by the Lucha Brothers, and uh, so Luchasaurus get gets tagged in, and in typical Luchasaurus fashion, clears the ring on the hot tag. Uh, The Luchas uh, double-team Luchasaurus, and then uh, Saurus gains the upper hand on them. Saurus has Penta in a a standing fireman's carry, and Jungle Boy gets on the top rope, jumps over Luchasaurus and Penta, and delivers a Canadian Destroyer to Ray Phoenix. Luchasaurus... uh, went for the pin after this these uh, moves, and he gets a two. There's numerous false finishes. The lights go out as uh, the uh, luchas get prepared to do an assisted package pile driver combo to Jungle Boy, but the lights went out. Uh, The lights came back on, and it just seemed like Luchasaurus was out of the ring, but they didn't know what was going on. They seemed all confused. But Jungle Boy's in the ropes uh, and gets hit by then a a fear factor by the Lucha Brothers to only a two count. And I, I wrote, holy shit, it's a great match. Um, Sor- Sorus, uh, choke chokeslammed uh Phoenix to the outside on a table. Now, during this, guys, Phoenix had a nasty land between his arm and the table, his arm bent back the way it wasn't supposed to. And this is on, on a replay of this that so you can see it, but there's a roll up by a uh, jungle boy to uh. Penta, and he gets the win. We got new champs. It's a great victory. I am so happy for the Jurassic Express. Uh, Jungle Boy's mom and sister were there. They were in tears that him having had won the Tag Team World Championships. And I'm sure his dad, Luke Perry... Uh, was looking down on his son. It was a great moment and then uh as they were celebrating uh all all the teams all the organized tag teams got together on the stage and they start eyeballing the new champs, which gives us the close to the dynamite but after uh the jungle boy. Realizes he won and they start celebrating. During the celebration, uh, they show a replay of that choke slam that Luchasaurus did on the outside table, which looked amazing, but uh, it shows another angle of it. And you can see Phoenix's arm bend in a direction it is not supposed to bend. It is not pretty, folks. So go back and watch that if you have it on DVR. Go back and and watch that angle, the replay of the choke slam through the table, and you'll see what I mean. It was disturbing. Uh, I hope uh, Ray Phoenix gets better from that. It it looked like it might have dislocated it at the elbow, or something like that. That's what it looked like to me. It looked like it was just disjointed at the elbow, but. Um, That was our Darks and Dynamite for the week. I want to thank you guys so much for listening to me yet again. And our numbers are growing. And they're going to continue to grow. I'm going to continue to get better. I'm going to learn how to use editing. I swear, very soon, I will. But uh, tonight, I have to turn in and bid you guys... A uh, happy new year, and I hope this next year is great for all of you. And I hope it has great things in store for unscripted violence as well. Until then, uh, this is Stagger Lee. Uh, I'll sign off, and uh, thanks for listening to Unscripted Violence.